We are very excited about today's show, but before we begin, we have Jesse Ledoux with our product feature of the week. So Jesse, tell us what you got for us. So I had a client this week that just had a total meltdown. She was exhausted. She was overwhelmed. And I just like, I felt like someone needed to lift her up. So I was looking through our shop at thepageantplanet.com and I found these awesome t-shirts and I just like ordered one for, shipped it her way as a nice little surprise. So this item are our inspirational or pageant t-shirts that will either reinvigorate your pageant journey or inspire somebody that you know competing at a pageant. Love that. And nothing makes you smile more than one of those spontaneous quotes. Like I love coffee mugs and my coffee mugs all have like inspirational quotes on them too. And so looking at those in the morning first thing, it's like, ah, it makes me feel better. So give us some examples of some of these inspirational quotes that's on the t-shirts and like what's the, I mean, quality of the t-shirts, price points, all that stuff. So they're, they're super cute and they're just something fun to have around, especially if you're going to a casual appearance or you're working out. Um, But they say things like muscles and mascara. I think that's a tank top that we have. I'm kind of famous. Um, my and my most favorite is single dating or pursuing the crown. So it's got like a cute like check mark thing. And then of course like the ever popular queen status. Yeah. So again, like I said, they're just fun and something to keep when you just need something to throw on. Yeah, totally. And I mean, it could also couple as a nice little workout shirt too, depending mm-hmm. um, when you're at the pageant during pageant week. But yeah, stuff like that. I mean. You want to put things on that's energy up, that makes you feel better about what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish in the world. Um, how much are, are, do these shirts range in prices? Are they all the same prices? Um, where can they get them? All that good stuff. So the t-shirts are all right around $15 and it is so, such a great value because not only are they super cute, but they are actually made of a jersey blend. And I don't know if you've ever worn a jersey blend t-shirt, but they're like the softest and most durable. So they're not going to like lose their shape on you. They're going to maintain like that great look. Cause I think they're all ladies cut. So the Jersey is so soft, so durable. And it's also like, because of the fabric, it's got like a vintage feel. So it doesn't look like this t-shirt that just got printed out and you just got handed out like a community service event, which again, <laughs> no, no judgment on that because of course like nonprofits budget savings, but these are like Lux t-shirts right. for such a great price point. Right. Right. Awesome. All right. And they can get them at shop.thepageantplanet.com free shipping awesome thanks jesse welcome to the pageant planet podcast where we help you succeed in pageantry now here's your host Stephen roddy we are going to be discussing how to turn your excuses into action so jesse set the stage for us Sure, Stephen. So in old school pageantry, we were told that we had to be perfect, right? We had to have the perfect hair, the perfect makeup, the perfect dress. And like some of my favorite like old references are like, she's the only girl on her little league team, or she's the youngest member of the honor society. And you had to have these like outrageous accomplishments that nobody else could say. And while we still have to do that in new school pageantry, it's more about story and life experience. And like, I don't, I want to make sure that we know, like, it's not about a sob story. It's about like harnessing bad things that you've experienced or obstacles you've overcome into like something so, so, so good. Yeah. And we see this a lot in the modeling industry now. I mean, Mm -hmm. back in the day, it was who is the most flawless human beings that ever graced the planet. And then we're going to throw a shirt on them and then it's going to sell. Now we see more everyday inspirational people that have a funky look or funky not being bad just like a different unique look or somebody that's just 
girl next door, guy next door, just every day. Not you're necessarily like the perfect statue of David, like chiseled out of marble or anything like that. It's just everyday people. Totally. And like, there are so many things like a disability, a loss, a setback. And like, these are not, these do not have to be your platform. So I gotta make that clear too. But it's just like one of those things that like, they don't want, you don't want the judge to think you're making excuses. So we have to look at how we can make it a strength. Yeah, absolutely. So like, let's, let's talk about like, we all face adversity in our own ways. And I don't want you to run away from it. And, you know, like, Stephen, who is the most inspirational person you can think of? Well, off the top of my head, um, my, my mentor, uh, his name's Charlie Patterson. And I mean, he's, I've watched him develop as a human being over the past seven years and just um, Mm -hmm. pretty much for who he is, like his success in business, but then also like his success as a husband and as a dad. Um, I'm getting to the stage in my life where, yeah, you can have success in business. It's great. It's awesome. I really admire the people that have a successful home life, a successful marriage, um, and able to manage their kids well. Um, So I I really do have a lot of, um, gosh, it's like, uh, what is it? Admiration for people who can do that while having a business. Um, the more like celebrity version of that is um, like The Rock. I, he, I don't follow really any celebrities on social media, whatever. He is the one person that I do follow. <laughs> and I like how he always takes us through his journey. And how he's like, hey, this is where I started. I had like less than $20 in my pocket. Or I mean, mm. when he was like attempting, his dream was to go into the NFL. That didn't work. And then, um, you know, he continued to evolve into his career. And he's like very open about like his struggles. And I feel like he's seemingly, and like I have friends that know him, um, but they say that he's like just as awesome behind the scenes as he is, like as he portrays on social media. So that's... um. That I like him, but from afar, he's not a part of my personal life or anything. Well, I love that you touched on him being open about his struggle, like that he started with $20. He had dreams that didn't come to fruition. Like that's really what we're talking about today. Because if he just was born and he was able to immediately like get money, I guess, what do you want to say about that? Like yeah, sign a contract yeah. with the NFL and like everything worked out for him the first time. Do you think he'd be an inspiration for you? No, I mean, like when I look at and nothing against the royal family in England. I mean, I like a lot of respect for the political pressure that they're on. It's just different when you're born with that proverbial spoon in your mouth. There's not like much of an inspiration overcoming challenges, like when you're born to a household that's like imperial, right? So it's like, oh wow, they really struggled to get to the top. Eh, they were kind of born up there. Um, and I like, I really like Nelson Mandela, um, how he quoted success and just he said, "Don't judge me by my success." Judge me by the amount of times that I failed and then was able to pick myself back up again. So I really like that mantra. I totally agree with that. So that's totally what we're going to harness today. We're going to turn those excuses like maybe not having the funds to start or maybe um, having a dream kind of crumble in front of you, but still being able to bounce back so you can show the judges that, okay, something might have let her, made her stumble in the past but he or she, but we're going to look forward. And this is how he or she has made this plan to be successful. So we're going to walk through what I have like six steps to really defining what is the struggle? How are we getting through it? And how are we impacting others? So that's kind of the trajectory that we'll take today. So Steven, I'm hoping that maybe you'll be my guinea pig as I talk through each step and kind of give me some insight. Okay, bring it on. All right. 
So the first thing you have to do when framing the conversation around these setbacks or challenges that you've overcome in your life is identifying the situation. So very simply, what is the challenge that you have faced or are facing? Okay. Um, well, I'll just, since it's the common denominator with all of us, I'll just talk about the pageant planet. So when I started pageant planet, I was like really broke and like the rock I had, I mean, I don't know how much money I had, but it wasn't a lot. Um, and I remember I started pageant planet with a little less than $20 and, um, the additional, challenges that I had was I saw this idea. There was an opportunity in this industry. I was a straight male. So (laughs) like naturally I didn't really know anything about, um, beauty or pageants or makeup or anything like that. Um, I also finances was a massive challenges challenge. So like I, you know, didn't have the money for things like internet, which is important. Um, if you're going to start an online business and nor did I know how to make a website and nor could I afford to, hire anyone to do the website and I also had zero well no I had three contacts one of them was an ex-girlfriend which you know how you know beneficial that could be and then like her two friends so I basically had zero contacts (laughs) in the industry because when you break up they take their friends and go one way and then you take yours and you go another way so that was uh, a lot of the challenges okay So I'm taking notes. So what I'm going to do for those listening is I'm going to walk through these questions with Steven, and then I'm going to frame them as though I'm giving an interview answer. So the next step, so we've identified the situation. So the situation for Steven was little to no resources, um, unaware of the industry, really, and then he needed to build contact. So that was the, the situation that he was in. He was kind of like starting from square one. So the next question we want to ask ourselves when evaluating what our process is, is what are the daily challenges you face or faced? So how did it impact your daily life? What did, what did you get up and not look forward to? What made your day harder? What made it more stressful? Well, um, the biggest challenge for me was, well, one, no one's ever done what we've done before um, on Pageant Planet. We've created this industry. And so I didn't really know where to begin. I knew that I had to create daily content. Um, but the challenge was, and was like, what do I write about? Because I did not know makeup tips, didn't know walking tips, did not know posing tips, gown style tips, hairstyles. It didn't know anything of that. So what do I write on? Um, the second, which was the nagging thing is like, how do I actually make money? out of this, right? Like if I'm going to make an online business, but I don't know, I don't know how to coach girls. So didn't know that. Um, so it's not like I could call myself a pageant coach. Um, yeah, how do I make money actually doing this? And like, where do I go to find pageant girls? Cause I didn't have any contacts and who would even listen to me. So that's kind of the, the daily challenges that I woke up wrestling with. Okay. So I'm taking, still taking notes and then we're going to go to number three. So you had these struggles every single day, like, what the heck am I going to write about? How am I going to make money? I'm just trying to find your way. Number three, you have to identify your rock bottom moment. And we all have these moments in every journey. I feel like whatever, whether it's um, going through higher education or maybe you're in high school or you've experienced a loss of a family member, we all hit rock bottom at one point in time that helps us like flip the switch. So you're plugging away, plugging away. So what was the darkest moment you had to face like with the setback, with the struggles you were dealing with? 
with and how did it make you feel on that journey? Yeah, so after about three years of just like grinding it out, um, taking my whole desktop computer into a Starbucks because I could not afford um, internet in my my apartment. And basically doing this while waiting tables, I I was to the point of exhaustion, really, because I'd seen like little to no results. Um, And even though like Pageant Planet was picking up a little bit of steam, um, at that point, we were probably getting a, a thousand some visitors a day, but I was doing it all out of pocket, right? And and it was just me writing three articles a day every day for three years, attempting to figure out how to make money online, um, attempting to figure out tech challenges. I do not come from a technical background. I went to school to be a preacher, so not um, a computer savvy person. And I was just done. And so I remember I had to make the decision either pretty much I pursue this or I just quit and throw in a towel. And I remember telling my dad, like, you know what? I think I'm just going to close up shop. And um, dad was like, no. Like, he encouraged me to, to stick stick with it. Like, he just said, no, I, th- I think you I think you got something here. Like, you just, you said, just give it a little, like, just give it a few more years. He said, I really think that you got something there. And that's what helped me kind of like re-energize me a little bit, my dad's belief in me, um, to continue giving it a shot. And even though I felt like I really just hit that that brick wall and that it, it wasn't going to happen, like nothing was going to turn around. Yeah, so I think when you hit rock bottom, a lot of the time, like you just have to, you you wake up and another day comes and another day comes and you just have to find something that gets you through it. So despite like the feeling of despondency that you had in that moment where you're like, I am giving up, I'm closing up shop. So number four on our list is small recovery. So you're not going to immediately wake up the day after rock bottom. I will say some people have that personality where they can bounce back immediately, but oftentimes it's more of a gradual process where, okay, today I'm going to get up and I'm going to enjoy my cup of coffee today because that's something that I look forward to and that's going to get me invigorated today. So those are those small little things that we can be talking about. So when you had that rock bottom and you flipped the switch, what little things kept you focused, helped you cope, and, and why were they important in, the part, in that part of your journey? What comes to mind is I started focusing on not necessarily what I didn't have, but the things that were going right with the company. So mm. um, I started forcing myself to daily look at our stats um, and only the stats that pointed towards growth. So if Twitter was growing in followers, I would look at that. And if Facebook was growing in followers, I would look at that. And then if Twitter stopped growing, I was like, well, but like, at least we Facebook had growth. Or, and if none of those were working, then I would look at um, our website traffic. And so I would look at those different things that pointed to I was moving in the right direction. So then that started to make it less of a grind and more of like a game. Like, oh, how many followers can get? Oh, how much traffic can I get? Oh, like how many people can I get to like you know, give me a shout out? You know, just little things like that that turned it more into a game and less of a, oh my gosh, I've got to make this work or I'm going to be waiting tables for the rest of my life. Oh my gosh. So I'm making all these notes and I'm getting super excited for you guys to see the transformation of the story. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. All right. So that was awesome. Loved that. Focus on growth, focus on small improvements, celebrate even the littlest things. And then, so, okay, we're building up, we're celebrating, we're seeing growth, we're excited. Um, so number five is, so you have to maintain 
those moments. So you're moving forward. How do you keep positive and how do you keep positive and how do you keep yourself in check? Um, and this is the step that's all about like you. So how are you doing it for yourself to stay in this great space or find success? For me, I, for me, I like to protect my space and that includes the people that's in it. So for the people that were a part of my life that were not pursuing their dreams, whether it be fear that's holding them back, um, I just stopped hanging around them because like it reminded me of like, oh my gosh, this is hopeless. <laughs> the journey's hopeless. Like, if I looked at my <laughs> friends that weren't pursuing their dreams and just kind of complaining about it. So I had to change the amount of, the, I had to change the people that I hung out with. And secondly, I started actually, in this particular case, recording my stats so that if I did have a dip one week or one day, it didn't totally throw me off because I could look back and say, oh, like in my spreadsheet, oh, wow, okay, look. But last year at the same time, you know, we had grown by 100,000 followers or 50,000 followers, whatever. So I could go back and look instead of just taking it day by day. So mm. that was also really beneficial to keep that ongoing track record so I'd have that, that visual component of, hey, I am growing in the right direction. Mm, love that. Okay. So now we've hit the most important part of all of this. When you're competing in a pageant, it's all about others. So we think like pageantry is very self-centered. People are so into themselves, but the, the contestants that actually succeed the most are those that are thinking about how they're going to impact those they represent. So whether it's a local state, national, international title, be thinking about your biggest audience and how you can make life better for them. So the final step in the six step process here is how can you impact others? So how do you take all of this learning that we just talked about this whole journey and how do we share it with others that may be experiencing something similar, but like further back in the journey and like as a judge, it's so important that like the two, like they, they come together and how you overcame and how you can help others overcome. So Steven, the, the last step, like I said, impact others. How can we share this message and how do you share this message with those that might not be as far along in their own journey? Well, I mean, my opinion on the the matter is as an encouraging message, like because not everybody can relate to starting a tech company out of their like apartment when it's just them and not, I mean, you not, there's not a direct correlation maybe with our struggles. However, everyone can relate to having struggles as they pursue something that they ultimately wanted. So, um, for me, even when I'm talking to other people, I like to find out first like what their dream is and what they're trying to pursue and then share my story and then share like it's it's a journey. I mean, for me, there's a golden, there's a book that I read. It's called The 10,000 Hour Rule that anybody that's successful in any aspect of life, whether it's marriage, whether it's business, whether it's playing a musical instrument, they all have to invest about 10,000 hours because before they become a really like experienced, what we call an expert. And before they start to receive that financial reward, or if you're a preacher, the spiritual reward or the relationship award, um, all that kind of stuff, it, you have to invest the time. So for me, it's just walking people through my journey saying, here's kind of the general rule of thumb you know, it, and you'll get there too, as long as you don't give up. And for those of you who, who don't know Steven personally listening, when you call Steven's cell phone, his voicemail is like, leave, leave me a message. But before you do, like, tell me your dream, like what's inspiring you. And if I were a title holder, I'd be looking at every opportunity just like that. It doesn't have to be 
your voicemail message, but think about ways that you can engage with people to open them up to their story so you can share yours with them. So I love Steven that you do that. And that is like such a proponent of who you are as far as someone who's uplifting. So, okay, we've collected the data. Steven, let's pretend you're on a news talk show or some kind of a talk show. Okay. I've, I'm going to ask you this question and I want you to give it to me like as pageant planet is now. So I don't want to hear anything about the journey. Just tell me like pump up pageant planet. So if I say, Hey Steven, what's pageant planet? Give me like where it is now, all the good stuff about it. So nothing about journey, just the surface. Okay. So we are like the world's largest resource for helping girls prepare and succeed in pageantry. So girls who are competing in everything from fairs and festivals to Miss America, Miss Universe, Miss World. They use our portal to hire coaches, find dresses, um, find new pageants to compete in, find hairstyles, photographers, personal trainers, to buy shoes, to buy swimsuits, to buy jewelry. Anything and everything that you would ever need to be successful in pageantry, you can find on Pageant Planet. Love that, but... Did anyone listening, like, uh, this is obviously a rhetorical question because we can't hear you respond, but I doubt anyone listening felt anything when they heard that. I doubt they were like, wow, this guy is such an inspiration. This company is so uplifting. I doubt they felt anything. Yeah, I didn't feel anything. And I'm the one that talked about it. Totally. And this is your thing, right? So Mm -hmm. if you don't feel anything, we have a problem. (laughs) So if you're talking to a judge and you're just giving them the good stuff, they're not able to see, okay, because most of us were not born with a silver spoon and didn't, everything wasn't easy for us. So I'm going to kind of flip the switch and I'm going to use the points in the notes that Stephen talked about to walk through how you can use setbacks to make people inspired. So if I were answering the question, I would say something like, and it's because Pageant Planet's just turned nine, right, Stephen? We had International yep. Pageant Day last month. Okay. Mm-hmm. So nine years ago, I started the Pageant Planet with little to no resources. I was not familiar with the industry, and I had no contacts. So I had to build these contacts and bring in the experts. There was little to no framework of how this existed before. I had no content, no money. And after three years, I just wanted to give up. But, you know, I celebrated the small victories, like did we grow on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter that week? And I focused on the growth, how many followers, how many viewers, how many likes. And I surrounded myself with positivity, both in my family, my friends, and within the industry. And I tracked that scalable success so I knew we were making an impact for pageant girls across the planet. So through that uplifting content, I want to engage people to share with us what's what's your dream? How can we how can we build together? How can we identify what your challenges are and get you through them? And didn't always take it wasn't always easy, but eventually we got to being the world's largest resource for pageantry. That's amazing. So that was a, yeah. a super fast version of it and like a little bit sloppy, but you know, I'm out of practice because I haven't competed in a decade, right? <laughs> well, and so you just I, took mine and you know, you spun it around in about like, you know, five minutes. So yeah, yeah, that's totally understandable. So, but I can see the evolution of the journey there mm-hmm. through it. And rather than just saying, oh yeah, world's largest you know, pageant resource and people are like, oh great, congratulations, you know, totally. your, your family must have been a pageant prodigy or something like that. And they have no idea that it's taken me, you know, all this time and all this resources and all this just basically grinding it out. And they have more of an appreciation for what you have accomplished when they realize your starting point. Yeah. And one of my biggest pet peeves with our, with our clients and and with contestants in general is 
they speak to the generic and they use pretty words that don't have a lot of weight to them. And this just shows how important the details are. It's not just, well, we're the biggest resources resource. It's, well, I celebrated little steps. I tracked the following. Here's how I did it. It's so much more impactful if you give us the nitty gritty of your journey. And I don't want you to ramble. I want to be cautious of that. So you have to make every word count, but use these six steps to write, like outline your story. And I'm going to repeat them one more time for those listening. If you want to pause it, this is the time to write it down. The first step, identify your situation. Step two, what are the daily challenges you face or are facing? And three, your rock bottom moment. Four, the small recovery steps. Five, maintenance and moving forward. And six, how you impact others. And that last piece is so, so important because you have to finish off talking about any struggle on a positive note. Be solution-based. And what I like about this is you can use it in pageant interview, yes. However, if the listener puts in the work now, and it does, like for everybody listening, I've been on your side of the, I don't know, phone or laptop, whatever, where you're listening to information like this, and it does, maybe on the surface, you understand the end result, but it also seems maybe sometimes a bit daunting, sometimes a bit waste of time because you have a good idea of what you would say in your mind. However, the people that grow the most in life are the ones that are willing to do the work and put in the work. And Mm -hmm. so by writing out those questions and then writing out your answers to those questions will help you really craft this elevator type speech. And I know that over the years by talking about and just being authentic with, yeah, I've lost everything that I've owned twice before I was 26. So before I'd started Pageant Planet, I had to go back to sleeping on the floor. I had to sell books to like have some groceries, <laughs> like we had a used bookstore in order to afford like peanut butter and jelly, all that. So by going into those like very really specifics and telling people the outcome, it really has opened up a lot of doors of opportunity for me in the real world outside of just you know pageant life and that I never would have had before had I not been courageous enough to take down the walls so I would encourage you to like walk through this exercise and then if you are a VIP girl or a um, virtual coaching client anything like that like send it to Jesse and myself so that we can read it and then help you tweak your story or just celebrate with you that you've actually done the work so Jesse, with that, like if someone wanted to send send you their their story or even help needing your help crafting the story like you've done with me, um, how could they start to work with you? Yeah, so if I would love to use a one-on-one coaching session to develop the story, you can either become a VIP member where we're working together consistently or that one-on-one session by visiting pageantplanet.com backslash coaching. Want to ask your questions to the title holders and professionals we interview? Become a VIP girl today and get unlimited coaching from the pageant planet. Plus, ask as many questions as you'd like for only $47.